tonight on the 33 and a third percent podcast. It is WrestleMania season, and we talk about everything WWE. NXT 2.0 Stand and Deliver starts it off on Saturday afternoon. We talk about any future megastars that are coming out in NXT. Cody Rhodes rumors going into Monday Night Raw on Monday. The Go Home Show is live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Big Paint Can. Big Evil and Lucky Strike will be there together. They address what they would like to happen. Hopefully, they can see some Stone Cold Steve Austin. We also preview the SmackDown uh, the night before night one of WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame, headlined by none other than The Undertaker. We have the big glow bullshit segment. Along with WrestleMania weekend comes the Indies. So NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor all have shows in and outside of the Texas Arlington area. The Multiverse of Matches is going to be at WrestleCon this weekend. We talk about everything that is Impact and Ring of Honor. And we end with All Elite Wrestling. A lot of things going on there. We have the AEW Awards. We have a fun little segment there with Lucky Strike. And then we end it with The Bracket Show. Coming up on our next episode, we go through the right side of the bracket and we finally crown what is the best WrestleMania of all time. All that and much, much more on this episode of the 33 and a third percent podcast. This is the 33 and a third percent podcast. I am Shana Makazowski, and with me tonight is Tony Big Evil Sirachi and Mike Lucky Strike Tobin. Gentlemen, it is WrestleMania season. We haven't done a regular show in a while. It's always been specialty shows. So tonight, it's been uh, a long time coming. How are you guys doing? Fantastic, Shane. I am living the American dream and then some. Are you going to give the bionic elbow? Maybe, if you don't shut up, Tony. Well, well then, you know what? I'm doing actually pretty good today, then. <laughs> Speaking of the American dream... Let's give a round of applause to news that apparently that I didn't just find out, but I said that I did. Mike Lucky Strike Tobin, his wife is pregnant with a baby girl. Congratulations, Lucky Strike. Uh, I just wanted to say that on the show, first and foremost, and we got everything flipped around. I had a girl first. You had a boy first. I did, yeah. Having boy, and you're having a girl, so girl. that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yep. October 1st, uh, you know. Tentatively, but it kind of ruins the mystique of you being a uh, just a just a heel and smug SOB. But you know what? We're breaking <laughs> bro. We're breaking today. My apologies, but I had to. I had to get creative. I'm just listening to your to you. Um, and uh, that was me getting creative. Uh, and coming up uh, on our on a show down the road, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe not. Whenever we can get to it. We got to do uh, the rest of our WrestleMania bracket show. One half of the bracket is set. Uh, the left side of the bracket is set with the final two of the final four. We have WrestleMania X7 versus WrestleMania 3 in the first matchup of the final four. And then we have the other side of the bracket to do with notable matchups like WrestleMania 14 versus WrestleMania 13. One versus WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match versus WrestleMania 25, Heaven versus Hell, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. So I'm actually pretty excited to talk about all of that and more on our next WrestleMania bracket special. So continuing with 
sports entertainment. I'll start with WWE. Like I said, opening of the show. It is WrestleMania season. Uh, the build has been a little lackluster, but uh, I can't really expect personally as a fan anything or less from WWE. Um, but some pretty uh, serious news. Uh, we all know about Triple H having a little bit of a uh, cardiac scare at the end of last year. Um, and he actually went on the Stephen A. Smith show, talked more about it. Uh, and um, all of us watched the short clip today. It was a short part of the interview. Uh, basically, uh, Paul Levesque, Triple H, uh, basically said that he did uh, have COVID at the, at the late end of last year. Um, and then after he got over it, it was no symptom COVID. He didn't have any symptoms. Um, and then he had uh, just shortness of breath. And he's never had, he said in the interview, he's never had high cholesterol. He's never had high blood pressure. His family has a history of it. But I'm thinking in my head, like, this guy is better shape than all three of us combined. So Absolutely. Just, yeah, people are just like, if you're in shape, you're good. But uh, that's, not the way, that's not the way that works. Uh, so he uh, had shortness of breath. Got an EKG, went to his doctors, and basically uh, he got the test back. Um, and they called him and said, "Get to the hospital uh, immediately. I, your blood is basically pumping through your heart 33 uh, percent." And he got to the hospital, and it was 20 percent. And then when he got into the hospital bed, it was already at 12 percent. So, as he said in the interview, he was nose diving quickly. Uh, and uh, the doctors did everything they could. He actually said that he, there was a 99% blockage in one of his arteries, the, the Widowmaker, they call it. So, yeah, uh, yeah this is pretty uh, pretty heavy stuff. And he was uh, actually getting a little choked up during the three girls, and obviously Stephanie, uh, and um, how she was there for him. So uh, thoughts on, uh, on this story? Pretty heavy stuff. And he officially retired from in-ring competition as well. Yeah, he's got he's got a defibrillator now in his chest. Yes. He, he goes, I'm not going to, uh, my career in the ring is over because who wants to see me get shocked on live TV? Right. I mean, if he was facing Goldberg, Scott Hall, bring out that uh, cattle fraud. <laughs> right. But like, uh, it, it really shows you that like, you know, you look at Triple H, he's like one of the strongest people you've seen in a ring and whatnot. And then at a moment's notice, his life changes forever. And he just break, like he tries not to break down during this interview, but he just can't hold it in anymore, and he just chokes up about talking about his daughters and uh, Stephanie. Just shows you how how human these people really are. They're not just sports entertainers and like you know celebrities and whatnot. They're actual human beings that people seem to forget about. That's true. I mean, there's obviously more important things than fake wrestling, so that's kind of what uh, was the basis of that interview. Um, you know, thankfully he didn't die for his family and his wife and everyone else involved. Uh, it's pretty scary stuff uh, with the defibrillator and everything now. Uh, like he said, he was unfortunately forced to retire from the in-ring competition, although uh, I argue that he's got nothing left to prove. He didn't. He really doesn't. He did. He didn't need to do another match. He hadn't really been wrestling, even part time, a whole lot. So it wasn't like he was in his prime or something like that. So luckily for him, um, and the fans to a lesser extent, that uh, you know he's he can't really say that other than like a true send off match that he didn't really miss a whole lot. Uh, 
for that. And he's got his health to worry about now and his family. So, uh, you know, get well, Hunter, Paul, whatever you want to be called. Uh, great career. Not the best way to end things, but uh, you can't choose how you go sometimes. And as long as you're taking care of yourself first and your family, that's that's what's important. And obviously he's going that direction. So it's a bummer that he retired, but, uh, you know, you don't want the man to die in the ring either. So and, and what important. is it, and what does it say that, like, you know, how much money do you think they spent on, like, you know, people going online and trying to delete everything that, like, you know, to keep the news that he has, like, all this defibrillator in his chest and, like, his medical condition? All we knew that he had a cardiac arrest, pretty much. Yeah. Like, all, and then all this stuff came out. It's like, how I mean, much do you think they spent to, like, keep that quiet? Kudos to the WWE for keeping that as quiet as they could until he was ready to talk about it. Yeah, uh, you know that left a lot of speculation, and you had a lot of uh, these idiot podcast hosts and dirt sheet writers like that. That fucking jackass JD from NY made a a statement the other day that said that it's Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard's fault that he had a heart attack. They forced him to have a heart attack, and they should be tried for murder. Like, how fucking stupid could you possibly be to say something like that when you don't know any of the information? Now, this fucking asshole looks even like a bigger asshole. He's the second biggest clown in the IWC, and he really needs his comeuppance because his big gimmick is just shouting about how awful the WWE is. Fuck you, dude. Go to hell. Seriously. Piece of shit. Are we not, are we not understanding the, con- the wording of murder? Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, he doesn't know the wording of a lot of things because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> and anybody... Anybody who listens to him supports this asshole. You need to get your life reevaluated because he's he's beyond a fucking clown. He's actually a legitimate piece of shit floating in my toilet. Actually, pieces of shit floating in my toilet are much nicer than this scum of the earth. So my so my question is: if he's the second biggest piece of trash in NWC, who's number one? Sean Rossap. Sean Rossap. Yes, that's mostly because of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the softness that exudes this man. Well, I can go on a 20-minute diatribe about how much I hate these idiots, but just to make it quick, uh, as much as I hate JD for saying that stupid shit, and you guys know I don't like Meltzer. I think he's a clown, and Brian Alvarez are clowns too, but at least Alver- Al- or, uh, Meltzer has a little bit of history, and he's been right sometimes, and he's you know he's been around forever, so he's, at, he's had to have done something right, but these guys have been on, jumped on the train in the last five, ten years to try and be credible. But Sean Rostap is the king of the clowns because JD doesn't just arbitrarily block people on Twitter and call people <laughs> out and sick his goons on you. So he, he does his own clowning on himself on a stupid podcast. So, you know, as, as shitty as that comment was, and I do fucking hate him for that, but that's, that's your own world. When you try to take down people like me for just making a simple statement about you, or you block me, then unblock me, stick your goons on me, and then block me again before I have a chance to man up and actually confront you. You're you're the biggest jabroni I've ever seen. You're not even a man. You're just a, a little speck of dirt on this world that should be blown off and never heard from again. So the people that follow him are just as bad, if not worse, than the people that follow JD for NY. So Sean Rossap, 
fuck you. If you got a problem, come to me personally. I'll talk to you man to man. But since you're not a man, you won't do that. You don't have the balls to talk to the Mike Tobin. The lucky strike is too much for you, bitch. So, Tobin, so yeah. what I'm getting off is is that you're not a fan of his. I'm not a fan of any of these idiot dirt sheet writers. They're a bunch of fucking clowns. I was going to say, it's like in the words of Tony, well, <laughs> on to the next one. But well, th- damn. Th- thank okay. you for letting me get that out, boys. I've been, uh, I need the listeners to know how I feel about these fucking idiots. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for getting it out there. This is your platform. We're, we're just mm-hmm. here. Uh, but yeah, so now from there, we're going to Okay. And he can uh, stand to however many years with his family. And we could do a Triple H top 10 or whatever in the future, too. Yeah, the very best, the very best that he can. Um, so good on him. Everybody's doing okay. And the defibrillator, you know, a member of my family has a defibrillator and it keeps them safe. And that's why there's doctors there. So. Good on Triple H for getting the help that he needs and glad he's doing okay. So uh, going from there, like I said at the beginning of the show, Mania season, it's just not for WWE. It's for a lot of other companies too. So everything that we're about to talk about is all bigger shows that are coming up this upcoming weekend in and around the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area. And I, that's the one thing that I love about WrestleMania uh, is – it's grown so huge, not only in WWE, but in all the different industries. They decided to kind of piggyback off of it. Uh, and I heard a rumor a couple of years ago that uh, WWE was trying to stop all of that and just have it be them in the city and, and stop other companies from doing what they need to do. I think that's bullshit. And I don't think that should happen. I think that's the beauty of wrestling and sports entertainment is that a lot of these companies don't expect to outdo or out. I guess outrank WrestleMania. They're not going to get a hundred thousand people probably two nights in a row in the same arena, but it's a celebration of wrestling. It's like the Super Bowl. It's a celebration of football. You know, you're celebrating the two teams that are there, but you know, people are there with they like the Steelers or they like the Giants, and they're there to watch the Super Bowl. They love football. Well, we love wrestling, and me personally, I love WrestleMania weekend because of that. So, um, speaking of one of the lower tier brands, we're going to talk about is NXT 2.0. So uh, Stand and Deliver is coming up on Saturday at noon Eastern time on Peacock. Uh, and your NXT world champion is none other, none other than Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, I'm, I've been his biggest fan for a while. I've been his biggest cheerleader. You guys know that. I've always been on Dolph Ziggler's side. He's hey, I've, so ne- I've never disagreed with you on that one. I do. Right. I think Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> tremendous in the ring. He reminds me a lot of Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels, right. kind of like that hybrid. Yeah, on the on the mic, like he's mm-hmm. a good overall wrestler entertainer. And you know, Corey amazingly said on the uh, group chat that he gives Roman Reigns a lot of credit for taking a lot of crap, and you know, he's kind of stuck with it. Dolph Ziggler is one A on that list. <laughs> hey, so. Yeah. Uh, on uh on that Roman Reigns detail you just put there, uh, somebody needs to screenshot that and put that on the Twitter. <laughs> put that on the Twitter machine. He said it. He said it. He said it. He gave him credit. He gave him credit for credits, dude. Uh, Read in between the lines. He loves him. Yeah, Ziggler. Ziggler deserves uh, all that credit and more uh, for for winning the title after Mania. Um, 
night after WrestleMania. Help me out. Oh, that was at least 10 years, 10, 11, 12 years uh, ago. I, know. I can't remember. It was the night after WrestleMania 29 in uh, New York, New Jersey. That's right. And uh, huge. He was at the top of the mountain. And now I'm not saying he's hit rock bottom. Of course, he, he's a champion of something. But um, Tim and Robert, Robert Roode, uh, and I love that tag team too, the Dirty Dogs, but the, they just keep getting shit on. Um, the, 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 the theme song makes sense. It's awesome. Two, two top guys. So you talk about FTR, I, I get it. They're, they're wrestlers. They're, they're, they're top guys in their own mind. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are top guys. And they're like Absolutely. The yeah, they're stuck in the mix. So, um, but getting to that, we have Stand and Deliver uh, at noon on your full WrestleMania weekend. And we'll get to schedule, we'll get to schedule later uh, of all of that. But uh, starting off your Saturday uh, matches for NXT 2.0, Stand and Deliver. Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar. Can't talk tonight. My God, Shane, get it together. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar versus Sola Sokoa versus Grace Walla versus Cameron Grimes and or a kid or Roger Strong because I think Roger Strong won that match last night or on Tuesday night for a fatal five way for the North American Championship. So that'll be our money in the bank uh, match for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Tony D'Angelo called out Tommaso Ciampa. Tuesday night on NXT 2.0 after Tommaso Ciampa was uh, coming out to address the NXT universe, uh, trying to depart. And Tony D'Angelo said, hey, I want to be the dawn of NXT 2.0, eh? And that's what Italians do. Calls it's surprising out. how over D'Angelo is right now. The crowd is like into the whole Italian finger thing. I don't really do that, but... I thought it was super comical. And, it was. Uh, I thought it was a joke at first, and it caught on. Yeah, crowd gets on, and um, the crowd's actually over on one other guy in a second, and he's not even on this card. Uh, then you have uh, Roll Tide, Tobin's Girl, Mandy Rose, absolutely versus, Jane versus Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray, fatal four way match for the NXT Women's Title. Uh, congratulations to Io Shirai and Kylie Kaylee Ray for winning the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic uh, on Tuesday. Um, Imperium. Fabian Ackner, Marthel Barthel uh, versus the Creed Brothers. They are the champs. The Creed Brothers are not versus MSK. It was a weird way to say that. Uh, triple threat match tag team for the NXT Tag Team Champions. That should be good. Uh, should be good. Wait a minute. Can we go, can we go back real fast? Yeah, because I fucked that whole thing up, Tony, so continue. No, no. no <laughs> uh, the, you said... Uh, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai won the Dusty Rhodes Classic. They did, didn't they? Uh, that's that was my question. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. So they, their I, so I, their I, first uh, act on doing that is to split them up and put them in a fatal four way match. Yeah, let okay. me let me definitely double check that. Um, it's right here. So, uh, shit. so yeah. So let let me say the men's tag team match over again. We have the champions Imperium versus the Creed Brothers, the winners of the men's Dusty Rhodes Classic versus MSK. Was MSK not last year's winners? Yes. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. MSK likes to stick their nose where it doesn't belong. Talk about about Italian. Tony D'Angelo, you got to take care of these MSK guys and get them out of here. (laughs) 
can we have a one-on-one match, please, or a tag team match, a two-on-two match, please? Uh, and then we have the uh, NXT Championship match between Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker, the rematch. Uh, we'll see if Braun Breaker retains that or gets the title back. I feel like he might lose that match because, as you said, Tobin, I'll give credit where credit is due. I saw him on Raw a couple weeks ago when he teamed up with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And he's good. He's he really good. fucking good. He, has, he, has like, good mat, he has good mat presence. He has good mic skills. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's not his dad or not his uncle. So. No, he's, he's – I mean, I, I could spend a whole episode putting Braun Breaker over, but – He's got so much energy, and he's so good at everything he does. And even when he fucks up, he just he co- he covers over it so quickly. And he hasn't had that for how green that he is. He hasn't had that many matches. He's just so head and shoulders above so many guys. It's incredible. And for him to be working with Bobby Roode like he did on uh, on Wednesday or on Tuesday, I should say, which was a great match. And then he's working with Ziggler. I mean, these are two guys who are perfect for a guy like him. Like. He's up and coming. He's just learning the ropes. And you got two guys that'll sell like like a motherfucker for him and make him look even better than he is. If he looks like a million bucks normally, he's going to look like $10 million in the ring with Dolph Ziggler. It's going to be awesome. I still think whenever he gets called to the main roster, they're going to drop the breaker name and give him the center name again. You know what? That would be one name change I wouldn't even flinch at. So, yeah. Yeah, they – Um. so just to go to the women really quick – Uh. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray won the women's Dusty Rose Tech Team Classic. They beat Wendy Chu, Tony's girl, uh, who sleeps in her <laughs> Fucking <laughs> pajamas. <laughs> Fucking pajamas. That, that should be her name. Fucking pajamas. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, they, they beat Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. So, yes, that's uh, that's great. It was um, They win that, and they're a tag team, and they split them up, and they put them in a fatal four-way. Excellent. Yeah, I thought I, I thought the winners of the tag team classics got tag team title matches. Sorry, there goes that logic. Yeah, maybe that's. Uh... Sorry, but this is the one time I'm going to make this comparison. It's like the fucking ranking system in AEW. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a fair crit- criticism, Tony. Very fair. Hey, found out today that Adam Cole is number four on the uh, the world title rankings. Pretty exciting. He's he's getting back up there. Uh, oh. L.A. Knight versus Gunther. In a, in a singles match. Uh, why is it? Why is this build on Wikipedia as the main event? It won't be, but they probably just added it in, and that's okay. just kind of thrown together too. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think there's any type of order to this. In case people don't remember, Gunther is Walter, because that's Walter. a fucking name change that they had to make. Yes, absolutely. So that is your card for uh, NXT Stand and Deliver like, again on noon, twelve p.m. Next Saturday, April second. All right, let's. Yeah, let, uh, sorry, I got. I got to change. I got to correct that. It's one p.m. Eastern time, twelve Central. Oh well, my apologies. We don't live in Chicago, so it's not Central time. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm literally looking at the poster, and it says it right there. Cool. Oh yeah, it does. Yep, one p.m. Eastern. So uh, that should be exciting stuff. A good way to start off your WrestleMania weekend. Um, any matches stand out to you, fellas? Uh, probably just the Ziggler match. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the latter match is going to be amazing. It they be they good. tend they tend to always be, but the Ziggler match is probably going to stand out the most. Followed probably by, if I had to if I had to put them in order, I'd probably put Ziggler the that match, and then 
the triple threat tag team match, then the ladder match, then everything else is just like whatever. Right. I'm interested I, to see if Mandy Rose retains. I hope she does. Yeah, I mean they're they're very over, but um, I hope they uh, they keep them in NXT because you know, Mandy Rose didn't work in the main roster, but her character has totally changed. Uh, just to give the ladies some some time here, um, but I'm looking forward to um, all the other uh, men's matches as well. Uh, LA Knight and Gunther, I can do without. Um, LA Knight is over, uh, but him and Gunther. I, I don't know how that's going to mix. So I guess I'm more interested in see how they, how they, uh, cope together. I mean, both are great. I don't, you know, there's been no build for it, so I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm sure they'll put on a good show because they're both tremendous in the ring. So, but, uh, Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler is the, you know, the, the match that to watch out for. And of course, Mandy Rose being roll tied or all the way live. All the way live. Speaking of all the way live, we're going to get into, uh, from NXT 2.0, we're going to get to the main roster. Monday Night Raw, the go-home show to WrestleMania, is live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Big Pink Can, PPG Paints Arena. Um, two men out of the three here are going to the event, sitting together. It's not me. So it's Mike Lucky Strike Tobin and Big Evil. They're going together at Monday night from live from the PPG Paints Arena. Um, and this card is pretty stacked, and uh, Tony's hoping for a Stone Cold Steve Austin sighting. It would make sense. I mean, come it, on. It would, but at the but same we time, all know how it is. Yeah. And not to mention... Not to mention, Steve owes us an appearance because uh, 316 day of 2020 was canceled due to the fucking COVID pandemic. So, uh, and he was supposed to be Steve in Pittsburgh, and uh, he owes us one. That's all I'm gonna say. But I will mark out hard like a little kid if if Austin comes out. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now. I think, yeah, same here. <laughs> so right now we have uh, Lesnar and Reigns are going to both appear on Monday's show. Uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, from the SmackDown brand. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Friday seems to be stacked as well. Uh, going even going into a um, other than the Undertaker, pretty lackluster Hall of Fame. There's literally just three people. Um, well, they did yeah. just they just announced the Warrior Award for uh, Shad Gaspar. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Miz versus Rey Mysterio uh, to put over that awful. Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Uh, Street Profits want that title. Apparently because they beat RK Bro the week before they won the titles three weeks ago. I know that because I just watched that Raw today because I wanted to see how good that tag team match was. The triple threat one is excellent. Um, It was was like half an hour, 35 minutes. It was long, yeah. It was good, though. It was really good. Uh, Especially the way it ended with the the moonsault uh, from Gable into an RKO. Never ceases to amaze me. And at the very end, Orton calls Riddle his friend. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be one match at Raw that I'm gonna like, you know, have to go to the bathroom toward with his RK Bro versus the Usos. There it is. Oh yeah, sure, Tony. Tony's a food line. Food, food and drink line. And get caught. <laughs> 
Like I fuck, fuck that. I'm not paying an arm and a leg for like a drink and, a, and something to eat. Fair enough. Uh, there's an eight women tag match. I, I know Tobin's really excited about this one. Uh, it's Tobin's and- bathroom break. Carmella, <laughs> Carmella's gonna be out there. He better not. Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, Mel's new adopted hometown. So <laughs> new adopted hometown. Have you have you watched the YouTube show yet, Tobin? No. I have a life. Unlike these marks out there, I don't have time to watch this stupid bullshit (laughs) off to the side. Yeah, she's hot. I can look at her Instagram pics and watch her on Raw and stuff. I don't need to watch a 10-minute YouTube video. Thank you. (laughs) And then will Seth Rollins get his WrestleMania wish? Just reported this morning and tweeted this morning. Vince texted Seth Rollins be in my office at 9 a.m. on Monday and we'll see what they figure out. But, uh, you guys thinking Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania or the night after? Well, he wants his WrestleMania moment, so it's got to have to happen at WrestleMania. I would assume that he would come out and do the WrestleMania thing, but they can always save it for the night after because that's always a hot crowd, too. We'll see what happens. It's it's actually something that no one knows exactly what's going to happen, so it'll be a legitimate surprise, which is few and far between these days in wrestling because of all the spoilers and dirt sheet writers screwing everything up, especially when it comes to the WWE. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're, we'll touch on it later, but like we got WrestleMania that's two-night event, yet they've already announced matches for SmackDown WrestleMania or WrestleMania SmackDown for next week. Like next week on SmackDown or maybe it's this week on SmackDown. It would make sense if it was this week that there's going to be the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. You mean to tell me the two nights of WrestleMania, you can't have it on there? Apparently not. Apparently not. (laughs) Okay. Do you fellas want to go through uh, the two nights of the most stupendous, tremendous, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious night of wrestling? Yeah. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead, and we'll 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 rank them. We'll rank the matches. Go on. <laughs> sure. So for night one of WrestleMania, apparently that KO show with your boy Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to happen on Saturday. Um, yep. I don't know it's why. supposed to be the what they're the the te- from what I've read. Uh, I've got on dirt sheet writers here. The tentative plan is to have that close the show, which would make the most sense because you have make the biggest mind. star. Yeah. On any card that you could possibly put together right now would be headlining one of them. And then to close out night two and the whole damn thing, if Reigns ends up winning, if you smell, the Rock comes out and then gives him the gives him the spine buster and then does the Rock uh, the Rock bottom, gives him the people's elbow, and you got your match for uh, WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> it's not gonna be WrestleMania backlash. It'll be for next year's WrestleMania. Hey, <laughs> boy, can drink, can he? You stop that right now. The Rock's not coming back for backlash. Let me be a twenty-two general manager. Right? <laughs> might as well be Teddy. Might as well be Teddy Long by putting the Undertaker in every tag match. Holla, holla, holla! Let's not get to what happened on the other night's group chat. Uh, so, so night one. On Saturday night, after a full afternoon of NXT Stand Deliver, Becky Lynch, the champion, versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. This has been a long-time rivalry. Um, Bianca Belair used her hair on Becky Lynch, 
and then Becky here. Becky, wow. Becky Lynch used Bianca's hair on her, and it's just a, a hair of a good time. Good Shane, do you need a moment? I don't know. I mean, it's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a comment about this uh this feud that it's been going on way too long. Agreed. It's been going since, on since SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. So let's get over. This is what we call. There's nobody else to go for the title on uh, on Raw. Yeah, pretty much. And then you have the uh, I guess the, the celebrity wing of the night: Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Gone. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Now, here's the question I have for you about this match. Do you think uh, Drew McIntyre gets his neck broken? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Enough, <laughs> enough people got their neck broken or potentially got their neck broken. Madcap Moss was lucky, and then Big E's the one who got, got to get the ass end of that. Man. And then you have uh, the Usos. The champions versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And then to close out night one, Charlotte Flair, the champion, versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I am the biggest Charlotte Flair mark on this night. I hope she beats the shit out of Rowdy Ronda Rousey. How do you really feel? Hey, Elvis this time I went the IWC. That's how I feel about Ronda Rousey. Get the step. Sean Flair. And you're clean. No, Shane, I agree. I, I will say that this this uh, feud has been painful. Ronda Rousey has been just nothing sort of awful. Uh, she's been uh, – her first run was not nearly this bad. I don't know if they haven't protected her enough or expected more than they did before of her, but this has just been, she's been bad. It's just been really bad. I mean, you look at her first run and like, you know, and then they give her Becky and Charlotte, the main event, the final match of a pay-per-view of WrestleMania in New Jersey. And she screws up the finish. The biggest match of her career in wrestling, not UFC, whatever, but in wrestling, and she screws up the finish because she didn't know what she was completely doing. Yeah, it's, 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 you know. It's all about name recognition. It's all about the money. Yeah, I mean, she's a name to get people watching, whether or not you like it. It's, it's, she's a big name. I mean, you can't take it away. As bad as it's been. There's there's only five matches on night one. So, Mm -hmm. well, well, if you remember. I guess they're counting the Owens thing. The the Austin Owens thing is a is a segment segment match, whatever. It's not an official match, I guess per se. But because I see that going like maybe twenty minutes. I mean, one of the rumors once again, dirt sheets say that uh, it's supposed to be legitimate. You know, fight around the arena and shit like that. So it's not just going to be a stunner and leave. So we'll see. I'm excited to see Austin back and whipping some ass. So, not, not to mention they're going to do this whole like beginning show part, like with the national anthem and whatnot. Uh, probably multiple segments in between these matches. So, who knows what's going to happen on night one? Well, Tony, if you're not satisfied with night one, you got one more night coming at you. The next night, April third, Queen Zelina and Carmella, the champs. 
versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. A fatal four-way match for the women's tag team title. Wow. I'm sure. I'm sure they can find another women's tag team. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> nope, they're in a fatal four-way match. <laughs> in the next thing you want now. That's a good question. That's a very good question. It's always I mean, that like that. It's always that sneaky team that you don't expect. I'd say it's like Natty Shayna Baszler. I don't know. That's, I would. I was just gonna say the same thing. I'm thinking it would be those two, but who knows? It's either it's either gonna be those two or it's gonna be Ripley and Morgan. For for some reason, everybody like you know, it's like they gotta do something with Morgan. Like she had the crowd behind her with the whole Becky Lynch feud that they had. But obviously, it's Becky Lynch, and they had already a uh, long story story telling with her. Uh, so th- th- it would make sense to put it on Morgan and Ripley, even though Ripley's already been women's tag team champions. It's just such a shame because Ray Ripley's actually good. Yeah. You know, she's She could go with the Charlotte Flares, the Becky Lynch's, but she's been relegated to this bullshit tag teams. Since and, a, and almost a superhero, apparently, for a while. So it's like, it's just been bad. Yeah, where where is Nikki Ash in this whole thing? I guess she's moved on. Same place, same place. Alexa Bliss is, <laughs> nope. and Oscar. Oh yeah, Oscar's and still Oscar. hurt, from what I understand. Yeah, her feelings. I don't care. So, <laughs> uh, and then anything goes. Match. You're, what, you, what are you What are you thinking? You thinking some real wrestlers? Nope. You're thinking Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> John. Zayn, Gee. I guess. Let's let's, let's count how many jackass cast members show up. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Knoxville got brain damage from being a moron. I can't give <laughs> this guy the time of day. I don't like the jackass series. I don't like the thing. I don't give a shit about it. So I don't know. Let's go. I, see, I, let's go I've always, see. I've always been entertained by jackass. Uh, I don't think Johnny Knoxville should be in a match at WrestleMania, but it it might be somewhat entertaining. It was not going to be good. But it might be entertaining. Are we? Are we? Are we going to be in all in agreement that Sami Zayn's going to lose this match? I uh, yeah. There's no way. <laughs> and Corey's never joining the podcast again. Nope. <laughs> uh, I think one of the uh, undercard matches of the night. You got uh, Pl- Pride of Plum, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Pat McAfee is acting and speaking on the mic better than half the roster. More than half, probably. How was this not on match uh, night one? How was this on night two? Good for Pat McAfee. He's uh, he's uh, all I know is is when Austin Theory slapped him in the mouth a couple weeks ago, and then he stood up on the table. He's like, "You, you little bitch!" It looks like he has like chew in his mouth. All I thought it was <laughs> chocolate at your legs. Like, get over here, you little bitch! Like, get that yeah. shoe out of your mouth, Pat. That's how, I, that's how I fought a Mustang land, baby. Pride. He, he did it. Theory did it again to him on SmackDown last night. So, <laughs> you know, he chased him around the arena. It's great. Oh, Western PA. Love it. Love it or leave it. Uh, triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Here we go again, but with an addition of the Street Profits. RK Bro with a chance. Versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. I feel that Randy Orton or Riddle, someone's going to turn. And that was titled long gone. And then we have Randy Orton and Riddle facing off like a backlash. And Tony is Randy Orton's biggest fan. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
I hope Alpha it. Academy pulls this one out because they're just so uh, entertaining they're... right now. Chad Chad Gable is actually I, I want them to break up. I want Chad Gable to go back on on singles, not Shorty G. I want him to get his fucking time. I want him to get a title. Whether it's the IC title, US title, probably the US title is bigger than the IC title at this point. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, Shane, that's probably never going to happen. Well, if it's not going to happen, I just have to be satisfied with him and Otis because Gable's getting time. He has a shirt made. It says "shoosh" on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's just like stupid shit like that. Sometimes it works, and yep. that works. I mean, so, who who'd have thought that like you know, uh, Chad Gable and, and Otis would have made a good tag team for the sheer fact that like Otis was heavy machinery with Tucker. And Chad Gable with the Alpha, uh, uh, what was it? Alpha American Alphas. Yeah, American Alpha. Yeah, that was yeah, a great were, tag team too. They were awesome. Yeah, but like, yeah, they split two teams up, and then they put these two together, and it just worked out perfectly for them. It did. And then two more matches to go: the Grudge match, Edge versus AJ Styles. Of course, it's getting personal for Edge. Telling AJ Styles to put his kids to bed and his wife to bed. A couple weeks ago, he came out to some weird blue lighting. And then AJ Styles comes back and says, You got the pit bull. And just a, just a clash of styles, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, and you have Mr. WWE versus Mr. Impact, TNA. Uh, this is a match that everybody's been waiting for for a while, or at least fantasy bookers and things like that. I'm looking forward to the match, but this is just another like edge farewell tour type of match, but looking forward to these guys. These guys are in their almost fifties edges in his fifties. They just is I think 48 and they can still go. So yeah, this should be the match of the, at least night two. Yeah, absolutely. AJ styles is 44. Oh really? Okay. I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia looking up stats and everything like that too. Edge, Uh, edge is 48. Okay, cool. Well, I got in their mid to late forties. Yeah, I mean, they could still fuck it, like you said, Shane. They can still go. Yeah, that's where the wrestling industry is. You got these guys yep. from March you know, that are in really good shape still, uh, and they can still go. So, kudos to them. Glad Edge, Edge came back and he's able to wrestle again. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that match. And then um, this is the match that I've been looking forward to for a while. So it's the whole uh, wrestling universe. Brock Lesnar, WWE champ versus Roman Reigns, Universal champ. These guys can also both go. I just hopefully no one botches anything and Brock's safe in the ring. Sometimes Brock gets too ahead of himself and he starts doing stupid shit and messes up a little bit. Uh, but this is the winner-take-all, stupendous, tremendous match of all time. Well, we call it the and, greatest, the biggest match of all, biggest WrestleMania match of all time or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm more interested – and whoever wins this match, and it probably will be Roman Reigns, or what they do with the titles, are they just going to have one champion in both shows, which is what I've been asking for for years? I think they're going to do a whole Becky Lynch thing again. Roman two belts doesn't sound the same. No. But we, we, all, we all know who's going to win this match, right? It's going to be Roman Reigns. It's, it's going to be Roman Reigns, yeah. No, you're fucking wrong. It's going to be Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Undisputed Why? champion? Oh. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. It's well, clearly written right there. Long story booking, man. Come on. Long story booking, damn it. 
Got it. Well, uh, night one or night two, what, what do you think is better? If you take away the main event, the winner take all. Well, if we take away if we take away the winner take all, we have to take away the Stone Cold thing because obviously the Stone Cold thing is going to dominate all of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I guess um, night two, but not by much. Not by yeah. much. If you take away not both the much. big the big events, it's going to be night two, but not by her because Edge and like, Styles, I would say. And then McAfee and Theory. I'm looking looking forward right. to that too. Right. I, I okay. want to see how much Ronda Rousey screws up, and I've always liked the Usos. Uh, to see what Shinsuke is is relegated to, and then Becky Lynch and Bianca. Like I want to see. You know, I mean, that could up. be good. I mean, it's not like either one of them is bad in the ring. So, if you if you look at the card, if you look at the cards for both nights, obviously the worst match on night two is going to be Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Yes. I have a feeling that the worst match on night one will probably be the Mysterious versus the Miz and Logan Paul. Probably, but I don't know. Well, I say night two, the worst match is going to be that Fatal Four Way Women's Tag Team Title match. <laughs> yeah, that might be bad too. <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, Natty's going to have to teach them all how to wrestle. I'm just. Shit. I mean, the main thing I'm looking forward to in that uh, match is to see what Carmella's wearing, and uh, it, it should be all the way live for WrestleMania. So that's what I'm. Can, I would give like Carmella maybe like one percent of, of my respect if she would take that stupid mask off her face <laughs> just one percent all right um but smackdown preview you guys got anything about smackdown going into it or uh is that other than, gonna be the uh the battle the andre the giant battle royal and... yeah andre the giant battle royal and then you're gonna and have it... the uh, the hall of fame right afterward it's only it's only gonna be taker vader and charmel this year which i think is very weird I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I completely forgot about Charmel being inducted. I don't even know why she's being inducted. Yeah, I mean, I don't. don't It's no dis. It's no disrespect for her, but like, of course not. But she was. She was a Nitro girl, then she was a queen because Booker won the King of the Ring. That's it. Nothing else. She's a little out of place and all that, uh, but just like there isn't any more of any. It's just. I mean, the only one that they haven't from a female perspective that they haven't inducted that from a WWE standpoint that should be in a sable. And from what I heard from a Tori Wilson uh, interview, I think it was last week or the week before that she said during her hall of fame speech, they told her not to mention sable by name. So I don't know what is going on there. I don't know if it's, Lesnar doesn't want her in, or her and Lesnar agreed not to put her in, or they're trying to the WWE is trying to distance themselves from the sexuality of the attitude. I don't know, but uh, yeah, but if but if they did that, uh, I mean, they wanted to put Sunny in it. Well, that was before her porn stuff, though. But she was basically the same as Sable. Yeah, in, uh, in the Attitude Era, like instead of being uh, China in there for a day, yeah, China's yeah, in there. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what the issue is because, I mean, if you look at ninety eight, ninety nine, other than Austin, who was more over in the sable? Probably nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about her skills in the ring. Anything else? She was just fucking over. She came out and the crowd popped. Do you ask anybody who watched even a casual fan back in the day? They they remember Sable. So I, I don't know. Another thing, another name that's not in the Hall of Fame that I found weird, at least I don't think she's in the Hall of Fame, 
basically maybe because of the way she died is Miss Elizabeth. Is she in the Hall of Fame? Uh uh-uh. uh. You think she would? I th- you think she'd be in it, but I guess maybe because of the circumstances of her death, maybe they didn't put her in it. I don't know. That's another weird one too. Like, you know, she didn't, she I don't think she ever left on bad terms, or there was you know she ever trashed anybody. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just weird in my mind that like absolutely. All right, so uh, we're gonna take a short break, just a short break, and uh, coming up next, we're gonna talk about global bullshit. Um, like I said, it's not just the WrestleMania weekend for WWE. There's a couple other organizations that are having. Uh, something this weekend um, outside of the Arlington area and uh, another organization that had um, a cup of some sort. We're not talking about the NHL, of course. So we will be right back right after this on the 33 and 30% podcast. Coming up on the next episode of the 33 and a 30% podcast, it is part two of the ultimate WrestleMania bracket. We've already figured out the left side. The final two that are left of the final four are WrestleMania X7 faces off against WrestleMania 3. And then on the next episode, part two, we examine the entire right side of the bracket and figure out the final two from that side. And then we will battle the final four and we will finally pick and crown our ultimate WrestleMania champion. What do we think is the best WrestleMania of all time? Join us on our next episode on the 33 and a third percent podcast presents the ultimate WrestleMania bracket. Welcome back to the 33 and a third percent podcast. I am Shooter Mike Michael Mike Lucky Strike Tobin and Tony Big Evil Sirachi are with me tonight. Again, Mania season. We were talking about everything WrestleMania weekend and things surrounding WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but first, we're going to start with last week. Uh, we had a two-night NWA classic, the Crockett Cup. And this time, it wasn't just for the singles. Uh, it was only for the tag teams. Um, it started back in February 12th on Power Trip. Um, there were some teams, which I just told you guys this during the green room. The best name out of everything is the Commonwealth Connection with Doug Williams and Harry Smith who is British Bulldog's son. Um, they got to the finals against the all-familiar Briscoe brothers. Uh, Briscoe brothers beated teams like the Dirty Sexy Boys, which are Dirty Dango and JTG. Yes, JTG. JTG. And yes, that Fondango. Uh, are, are, we, are we confusing him with another JTG? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Um, and... Uh, the Briscoe brothers actually also beat the Cardonas. And you might be saying, oh, you know, like the Matt Cardona. Nope. Mike Knox and VSK. <laughs> um, they got to the finals and they beat the Commonwealth Connection in a, from what I read, a good match uh, on uh, the Crockett Cup. Uh, 13 minutes and 55 seconds to get the Crockett Tag Team Cup to join the same groups as Sting and Lex Luger. Um, and then other matches of the night uh, for Matt, for night two, again, still having that stroke. Um, Camille, the NWA World Women's Champion. The reigning NWA World Champion. Camille, out of nowhere, she has, a, she has some upper body strength. 
uh, defeated Chelsea Green and Kylie Ray. Yes, that Kylie Ray by pinfall to re- to retain the World Women's Championship. Uh, there is a television championship in NWA, which I'm totally all for. Uh, and you might be- remember these guys, Tyrus. Tyrus was the Funkasaurus. What was his name? Brodus Clay. Mm-hmm. He's a champ, and he retained it. He defeated Rodney Mack by pinfall. You know it's the Mac Militant. Yep. And where is Teddy Long when you need him? Uh, and then- Making a tag team match with The Undertaker. The Undertaker. And then you have uh, the main event of the evening with Double J. J-A-R-R-E-T-T as a special guest ref. Overbooked, as always. Thank you, Jeff Jarrett. Matt Cardona, the champ, defeated Nick Aldis by disqualification because that dastardly, dastardly Chelsea Green gave Nick Aldis – no, I'm sorry, gave Jeff Jarrett a low blow. because She gave Nick Aldis a low blow earlier in the match, I think, from what I read. And then uh, there's going to be a, a tag team match. Husband and wife versus husband and wife. Cardona and Chelsea Green versus Nick Aldis and uh, the fuck's her name? Chelsea Green. No, Mickey Nick James. Aldis, Mickey James. My God, Mickey James. Yeah. Why am I the host of this show? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Based on tonight, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's a it's a tough evening. Listen, Maybe Shane. Mary Lemieux didn't score a goal every time he was out <laughs> on the ice. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess. Although he did when he came back. <laughs> I'm trying to find folks, this is what happens when you don't watch wrestling for about three and a half weeks. <laughs> I will be completely honest. Uh so yeah. So uh, that's happening right now. So what are you guys' thoughts of uh Crockett Cup? <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of it. I'm glad they're trying to bring that back. I do appreciate the NWA's uh grasp at nostalgia here, trying to keep it old school as old school gets. Uh, there's some talent here. There's uh, some jabronis here, of course. Um, it seems like a lot of the uh, a lot of the performers in NWA are either with other companies or just on short-term indie deals, kind of like that. But you know, you have your big guys. You know, your Camille, who's a reigning women's champion. Uh, Nick Aldis, who's been there since basically the relaunch of this. Uh, Tyrus has been really good as the world television champion, which he brings on his, uh, on the great Gutfeld show when he's on there on Fox news, he has the actual belt as he's sitting there, which is cool. Um, you know, they, they do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they're obviously very low budge kind of, I don't want to call it second rate to say, but that's basically what it is. But, uh, you know, they're doing their own thing. And, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a classic wrestling fan, much like myself, this is kind of more the speed other than that Jabroni Matt Cardona. But uh, I didn't watch too many of the matches, I'm not going to lie, but the whole excitement around it, the whole nostalgia angle, I did appreciate. And uh, the Briscoes winning the Crockett Cup was probably deserved because uh, they're the biggest tag team going now that aren't signed to a major promotion, so... They had it. And uh, Shane, to uh, add to your comment, the Briscoes joined the exclusive company alongside the Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes, Sting and Lex Luger. And then we have uh, Brody King and PCO for whatever reason why they mentioned with that group. But uh, <laughs> Because they won the Crockett Cup. 
Crocker Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did find the website, by the way, so I can. Uh, I actually know some stuff. So, Tony, anything to add to this, Tony? I I really don't follow the NWA as much as you guys do, or really at all. Like after Cardona won uh, NWA title, I literally just deleted everything about it. Yeah, but he's certainly an upgrade from uh, Trevor Murdoch. You know what? That is a valid point. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) The way the world title match ended, uh, Chelsea Green uh, low blowed Jeff Jarrett. All this trapped Cardona in Cloverleaf submission. Uh, Cardona tapped out, but Jeff Jarrett called for disqualification, and he was under the assumption that Nikki James hit him in the crotch, thus disqualifying Aldis. Yes, there's still some WCW stink all over Jeff Jarrett. There definitely he got hit, he got <laughs> hit in his BA double L's. Yeah, right in the nuggies. Um, and then uh, we forgot about this, or I did. Uh, Homicide won the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship over Austin Aries, Colby Carino, and Darius Lockhart. Homicide playing Carino with the cop killer to win the four A. <laughs> and then this is a guy that you guys should look up. I know this is probably going to be uh, Tobin's. Uh, Tobin's boy, he, he's a big bastard. Jax Dane won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship from Anthony Mayweather. And then after the match, he assaulted him with a steel object to his knee. So <laughs> it wasn't as good as a knife to the throat, but it was good enough. Jay, so, may I say nothing is as good as a knife to the throat after a leather jacket on the pole match. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to uh, say that for another episode because I will put that match over Every day, all day, for its pure entertainment value. Yep, every day, all day. So that was that was the Crockett Cup. Uh, this is when some of these matches went right into uh, Impact Wrestling uh, that happened on March 24th, a couple days ago. Uh, but they uh, they went into um, Josh Alexander addresses the actions of Moose. Apparently, that bastard Moose came to Alexander's house and threatened his wife and child. Perfect. Which yeah, is... it makes it so realistic. I love it. Which is, you know, you just don't do that. No, you don't do that. You're going to get murdered, right? Basically, yeah. Uh, the walking weapon. I'll, I'll put over Corey's boy. The walking weapon is going to beat some moose ass. He delivered a good promo. I, I saw the promo. It was good. Just another Canadian. Uh, Willie Mack versus Laredo Kid versus Mike Bailey. Rebellion X Division title match qualifier. Uh, looks like Mike, Mike Bailey won that one. Uh, looks like Willie Mack. One more for the background. Can I ask a question? Sure. What's with an impact in AEW and WWE? What's with the qualifier matches? Uh, they don't have a lot of booking ideas, so they just throw something together. Okay. At least somebody's going to give me an answer for that. That's, it's like, that's my guess. I mean, what the fuck every, else would it be? I mean, they have no Every idea match is doing. a qualifier. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need to, you need to qualify for it. You can't just get put into matches. Right? You have too much. You have too many wrestlers, and you don't know what the fuck to do with them. So this is what you do. I don't know, but Willie Mac. I mean, I like them, and it, it takes it like there's a lot of TV time to fill, so you need qualify. Yeah. It, it well, it adds a stipulation that wouldn't be there normally. So yeah. at least something. Long-term Sounds like a YouTube show. Long term book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Willie Mack uh, did the Razor's Edge in, in that match, and then he did the uh, the arms out. So RIP Scott Hall. 
Um, but basically this is setting up for, uh, there's something going on uh, this weekend in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's called the Multiverse of Matches next week at WrestleCon in Dallas. Um, we'll see two real-life couples teaming up as Mickey James and Nick Aldis faces off against Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Um, and then you have uh, Tomohoro Ishii versus Eddie Edwards, Jay White, Switchblade versus Chris Saban, the Good Brothers versus the Briscoes, which should be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Josh Alexander and Jonah uh, versus Moose and PCO, Mike Bailey and Alex Shelley. Uh, so Corey could go to this because the Motor City Machine Guns will be there. If he does show up, though, they will cancel. Um, <laughs> and then you have Ricky James and Aldis versus Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Champ versus Champ will challenge. Deanna Perrazzo versus To Be Determined. There's also some rumors that Perrazzo is talking to uh, Tony, or not Tony's boy, Tobin's boy, Tony Khan, to be in the AEW. And the Ultimate X for the X Division Championship. Trey Miguel's a champ. Versus Vincent, not that Vincent, not fuck money. Versus Chris Bay, versus Rich Swan, versus Willie Mack, versus Jordan Grace. Yes, a woman, Jordan Grace. Jesus Christ. Guarantee she wins. <laughs> Gee, I, want, I wonder if it's going to be better than the last Ultimate X match they had. Well, Jordan, Jordan Grace is the, I thought she was the digital media champion. But no, she's Matt the Cardona. One Cardona, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Matt Cardona has that title. Man, Matt Cardona has a lot of titles. Yeah, Matt yeah. Cardona. Matt Cardona, when he won that title, he goes, "I'm finally a world champion," and I went like this: "It's not a world title; it's just a digital media championship." Oh, and then he know. won the. And then he won the NWA title. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> well, now he's a world champion. He can say when he has that. God damn it! I will give credit to uh, Mr. Cardona here that. Uh, of all the released WWE talent, he's made the most of it. He's actually been all over the place. Uh, he's got people talking. He's all over the internet. He's in every promotion available that he could find. And kudos to him. I, I'm not a fan, but uh, you're making it work, dude. You get people to hate you from the GCW garbage to the NWA stuff to Impact here and there. He, he have not had a stint in AEW, so he's been in every major wrestling promotion in the last what 15 months yeah and you're and you're still amazed that he's in, married to chelsea green yeah then that's his biggest accomplishment of all what he's been the Ken, kenny omega of the indies yeah i'm not gonna say that well maybe i don't know <laughs> well after impact uh the next bit oh, of no. global, yeah go ahead. the next bit of global bullshit uh is the uh, DDT uh, promotion in Japan apparently is going to be uh, working with AEW. So we have that to look forward to for the AEW. You know, what that, you know what that means, right? More talent. More talent. Less TV time. More outlaw, mud show, fucking idiots that don't know wrestling, have never been trained, that just wrestled blow-up dolls, Matches with the lights out, literally, and matches against what nine year old girls. I don't know where you're yeah. getting all this like nine year old girl stuff from. There's a match between a nine year old girl and Kenny Omega. Yes. And does, does he put her over? No, of course not. <laughs> he kicks her right in the face. <laughs> well, good. She deserves it. <laughs> trying to go up so, against the cleaner. So, yeah, that'll be fun, you know. 
see more of a. I mean, to- I mean Tobin, I'm I'm looking. I don't know about you, and, um, and when I when I try to look up DDT Pro Wrestling, everything is in Japanese, so I I can't really. And there, there's no button that says English, so I don't. <laughs> so. The so schedule by the clips that I've seen and all the commentary oh, no. I've heard from uh, various other people that it is just it is as garbage wrestling as you can get. It makes GCW look like fucking NWA in 1986. Like it is Jesus. that bad. That bad. Oh, There's no. apparently a wrestler in the uh, DDT promotion that's like a uh, over the top gay man that uh, wrestles guys and like makes passes at them and tries to be like, you know, gay with them and stuff like that. Very, very offensive. Tries, stuff, tries to be gay with them. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Exactly. We're, we're towing a fine line here. We're towing. I, you know, he's, you know, he's being over the top and, you know, it's just, okay. it's just, it's bad. Let's put it to you that way. It's just, it's just a mockery of everything. And, you know, you, you can have, you know, your your nonsense and stupid stuff like that. Like, but when your entire promotion is that it and you're trying to be a serious second contain contender, it, it doesn't it's not a good look. Let's put it to you that way. OK, well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That, that, that made me laugh. So um, I'm glad you put some uh, some research into it, though, Tobin. That's that makes me. Makes me look forward to it even more. But yeah, yeah I'm going to off. a bunch of uh, Japanese wrestlers. I don't know. A Japanese writing. I don't know. I don't know how to read it. I don't know Japanese. Um, but no, I wanted to talk about real quick. I was looking at uh, e-wrestling news, and I saw something on the side that can uh, one of our last topics of the night here. Uh, we started with Triple H, and I wanted to click on this, and it's from uh, from Ryback. Uh, Ryback comments on Triple H's retirement and he tweeted quote you ended up being the biggest disappointment for me personally from loving you growing up but I wish you well in your retirement and future good health (laughs) so um, he also goes down the tweet sparked a huge backlash from many wrestling fans Ryback replied to those fans follow up remarks Uh, thank you to all the great fans and people out there losers always try to take a positive and turn into a negative don't be a loser uh, negative wrestling remarks are poison to the planet. We must create a market side to control their spread. Completely out of control. They've never seen a more hateful, I can't say that word, bunch. Uh, I, I truly wish him well. He went out of his way to prevent multiple opportunities for me. Lied as part of the company I have a legal battle with and won, and I, and, and have won everything. I put out a heartfelt message and speak from experience. I wish him the best. Negative marks are horrible. <laughs> Why, do, why does Ryback think he's relevant? He's I, I don't know. No, I mean, I just think it's funny, though, because it's just, he's like, man, I think, Tobin, you should take over the word Marcuside. Well, <laughs> let me let me say that uh, Ryback has only put out Marcuside. He's also tried to get the term Rybackers out there, is the people are fans of Ryback and support him. So if you're a Rybacker for a guy that hasn't wrestled in, what, five years? Yeah, he, he's the guy to, to stand behind. And he apparently is a big bitch on Twitter and blocks people that uh, make fun of him and call him out. So Did also, he you? No, he got blocked me because I didn't call him out. It's just not worth my time to even acknowledge that jabroni. <laughs> Which, I, admittedly, I will say in his WWE run, I did like him. But 
you know, since he had the lawsuit and all that bullshit, I'm like, you're a fucking clown, dude. So I've never liked Ryback. He was he worked stiff and he he, he, stiff. he seemed to have hurt a lot of people when they were in the ring with him. Well, he's a clown now, Tony. So I, I agree with you now. I'm not saying I was right before, but uh, yeah, he's he's a big fucking clown. And you may not like him. He may not like Triple H, and that's fine. But don't expect there's a lot of something. There's a lot of people that didn't like Triple H, but you know, you you respect what he's done for the business and yeah. what he had to do to step away from it. Yeah, you don't just if be he, like, "Well, you, you screwed me out of this. You screwed me out of this. Good riddance," and basically to that. And if you don't like him, then don't fucking say anything, dude. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. And then, or if you do, don't expect people not to jump on you. But yeah, especially whatever. if you put it on social media, if you're going to mm-hmm. be negative to somebody, somebody's going to react to it. Then you're going to get all butthurt about it. Yep. You can just be a man and take it and be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. I don't care what you say. All, but, wrestlers, no, he cries. all wrestlers want the two C's, cash and creative. Yep. And when they don't get the cash, better be good creatively. If you don't have either, then you can either take it or whine and cry about it. So, And more than not whine and cry about it. Absolutely. So speaking on behalf of all debut wrestling, uh, there <laughs> is um, Owen Hart Classic. It's happening next week on Dynamite, and it's the Bunny versus To Be Determined. Uh, Corey in the group chat said uh, it was – he thinks it's Ember Moon. I say it's Nia Jax. Let's say you guys. Well, smart money's, on, uh, smart money's on Ember Moon. Everybody knows that Nia Jax works stiff and she hurts people also. So why would they go that? Although, on the other hand, Ember Moon is very uh, injury-prone, too. So it, it's difficult to say, but my vote is uh, Ember Moon. I'm just going to start off with this. When I think of Owen Hart and the great wrestler that he was and oh, the love backstage personality... <laughs> And everything involved with the Hart family and especially Owen, obviously, and his unfortunate and untimely death. I think of the bunny as someone to carry that mantle uh, to carry on the Owen Hart legacy. So this is a very good tribute already that Tony Khan has done for the uh, life and legacy of the great Owen Hart. So well, there's a women's sir. and a men's tournament. So it's not just a women's tournament. It's a men's tournament as well. I just knew he was going to go that route, too. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew but, it, too, Shane. You knew it. didn't even answer any of the questions I asked. <laughs> I don't know. Ember Moon. I don't know. Who gives a fuck at this yeah. point? All right, well, going from there, I'm going to go like, – this whole segment is Tobin's favorite because I'm just going to keep talking about AEW until he wants to go to bed. Uh, basically, uh, this is the AEW Awards. Oh, for fuck's sake. Did you guys watch this on YouTube before Dynamite last week? Uh, no. for, the, for the true AEW Awards, just go to at uh, AEW Botches on Twitter and, and Instagram, and you will not be disappointed because that's every award that this company deserves. So the biggest surprise was Adam Cole and Brian Danielson arriving at All Out 2021, which I agree. Uh, best moment on the mic is CM Punk's return promo in Chicago. Uh, I kind of disagree with that, but eh, it was a good yeah, moment. yeah, it was it was a good moment for the fans when they when they popped. Uh, biggest uh, WTF moment 
Uh, the New Year's Eve street fight between Anna J. Ty Conti versus the Bonnie and Penelope Ford. I mean, what? They, yeah, because like it was like four random women that you didn't think were gonna kill themselves on live TV, but they did. They were busted open. They put themselves through tables. Maybe it's a what the fuck? Why ra- four random women decided to blade on TV for no particular reason that everyone forgot exactly. about? Well, that's why no. they won the WWE award. Okay. No, to- Tobin. Tobin. It was it was up against Matt Jackson tackled. No, tax, uh, Travis Scott shoe at All Out in MJF's Long Island Homecoming. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston take a di- drive on dynamite, and Adam Page turns down the Dark Order. That's what it was up against. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. How about how about uh, nobody gives a fuck award, which would be nothing. So how about that? I would rather watch paint dry. Than paint <laughs> no one gives you're, a fuck. You're, you're serious, Tony. Like you're not ribbing me here. You're serious. I'm read. I'm read. I'm I'm on the oh award on um, Wikipedia and on the uh, page. It like this entire you... this entire promotion has become a legitimate parody of itself. Like like here's all the stupid shit we've done. Let's make an award for it and laugh about it. It's like, yeah, no wonder why you could barely get a million and Rampage has four hundred thousand people barely watching it. Oh my god. Tobin, one of the categories is best fashion moment. Yeah, it's a good one though. It's a good one too. It's a good one. It was Dr. Britt Baker from Pittsburgh. Is that did she win? Yeah, she won. What was the other ones? Like the Young Buck shoes. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the super elite as the Toon Squad. Yeah. Oh, for Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho as Pain Maker. Uh, Ty Conti at full gear. It doesn't tell you what it is. And then, um, I don't know how to say it. Haruki, Haruko, I don't know. Anniversary dress on dynamite. Nobody talks about the Ghostbusters cosplay. That was awesome. (laughs) Fuck's sake. (laughs) All right. Uh, we also have the flying. Who do you think was the high flyer of the year? Wait a minute! Don't wait. I'll give him. I'll give him all the names that he can guess. Okay, let Rio, me guess. Rio, Rio. Uh, <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on. Rio, Pac, Ray Phoenix, Penta, or Dante Martin. Well, the the clear winner should be Dante Martin, but it's probably Rio. I'm sure she won. Clear winner is Dante Martin. Good job, Tom. Dante Martin. How the fuck is Rio even on this goddamn list? For Christ's sake. <laughs> And you know right, what? I'm, so- I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, hang on, Jed. I'm gonna ask this one just for the sheer fact that it's gonna be Tobin's category. Who I do you ask think all is of them with the nominees? Who, who do you think is the breakout female star? Oh, thank you. Red, okay, yeah. Red, Red Velvet, Chris Statlander, Ty Conti, Jay Hater, or Jade Cargo. I mean, Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can hear his anger through his size. It's amazing. I mean, Ty, Con- Ty Conti or Jay Cargill should be the runaways. And as green as Jay Cargill is, she's been doing some some work to try to get herself over. So I, I'm going to say Jay Cargill. That's your two for two. Two wow, for two. There right. we go. <laughs> uh, do the do the breakout. I don't have any of the nominees. So breakout star male. Uh. <laughs> Dante Martin, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, Sammy Guevara, or Hook. 
<laughs> Jungle Boy, who's been there since the beginning. Same with fucking. Who was the other one you mentioned that has been there since day one? Uh, I'll go through the things again. Yeah, it's I'm either sorry. Hook, Starks, Jungle Boy, Martin, or Guevara. Sammy Guevara's been there since day one. Is that your that pick? Was... I guess. You're three for three. I, I mean, you've been in the company for three years and you're a breakout star. It's like Buff Bagwell winning six-time rookie of the year. <laughs> You're a breakout star, but you've been here for three years. Oh, for fuck. All right, sake. Tony, we have to end with Wrestler of the Year. Uh, wrestler of the Year. We got uh, Darby Allen, Adam Page, Britt Baker, Brian Danielson, Miro. Uh, that her- I'm not even going to say her name because she didn't win and I can't pronounce it. Or Kenny Omega. Oh, God. The real answer should be Daniel Bryan, but I'm going to say Adam Page because he won the belt. You almost had a perfect record. It was Kenny Omega. Of course, it's Olivier. (laughs) Miro hasn't been on TV in six months, but yeah, he's going to be on the list, too. But just just, just, a... this just is seriously this company making their own awards like this and like saying we're behind this 100%. Like it's not just some dirt sheet writer throwing shit out there. This is actually from AEW, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, you can watch it on YouTube anytime. Though. This is even, that's even more <laughs> embarrassing. So, Tobin, just a rundown because, like, uh, just because I wanted to do it, uh, Adam Page got the biggest beatdown for going 60 minutes against Brian Danielson. Okay. Uh, best Twitter follow is Naya Rose. Naya Rose is the best Twitter follow. Yeah. I don't um, even know what she tweets. MJF would, would be the winner. You should get on board. Then. Be- the best the best Mike duo is CM Punk and MJF. Yeah, well, yeah, that's obvious. The Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers in the Steel Cage won best tag team brawl. Of course it did. Of all time. Uh... Biggest surprise is Adam Cole and Brian Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Surprise for what? The it's a, the, that's the, the category. Guys should be top guys, but come out as like mid card jabronis. Their their de- their debut was the biggest surprise. Oh God, Brian and Cole. Yeah. Because yeah. it was that all out. One of Cole's was the biggest surprise until he got completely overshadowed and shadow on by Daniel Bryan coming out. It's like, hey, here's a big star. Oh wait, no, here's a bigger star. So you look even worse in comparison. That was awful. <laughs> now oh. he, he, here's here's uh, my pick. Here's my pick for uh, up young upstart of the year uh, of twenty twenty one. Young upstart, the AEW young upstart of the year. Shane, you got it right. Is Sting. He's got a lot to prove yet in this business. <laughs> He's partnered with uh, a pretty established superstar in Darby Allen. So I'm excited to see what the young Sting can do here. Ready, Tobin. The biggest surprise. I, I just had to read the cat, like the uh, nominees for this. It, Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan for All Out One. It beat okay. out. Dar- it beat out Darby Allen returns as the Invisible Man. And <laughs> I don't even the, remember that, but okay. The formation of the Pinnacle. Marcinius oh, Martinez return at New Year's Smash. And what has she done since? Nothing. <laughs> and the final one was the Young Bucks turn on John Moxley as the biggest surprise. 
I don't even remember that happening. What was what was the surprise about that? <laughs> to me, I think the surprise was Christian beating Kenny Omega on for the exact one. In Pittsburgh, that was actually a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's an impact title. I think the biggest surprise is the fact that the award show is happening in March of a new year instead of like, you know, December or January, even. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, uh, the WWE awards don't happen right at the beginning of the year. You mean yeah. the Slammies? The Slammies don't happen in January. Yeah, yeah which is always game. weird. Yeah. But no, this is, uh, this is by Tony Schiavone, co hosted by your TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. And Dr. Baker. <laughs> when she's not crying about the fans calling her out. Yeah, well, it's Britt Baker. I like the DMD, but at the same time, she's a little uh, Dr. Botch Baker, DMD. At least her last two matches, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. And tough round. Um <laughs> I said botch Baker. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it on all the wrestling. Um, to be honest, I watched a little bit of the St. Patrick's Day Slam and uh, the promo with the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, was really long. Um, if you go back and watch it, and I kind of suggest that you do because this joke won't make sense. Um, Jake Hager or Jack Swagger looked like a really tall and in shape peak gas. He absolutely did with his weird shoes and everything. <laughs> the yeah. shoes and the shirt. I'm like, it's peak gas. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Um, but I do, I enjoy Jericho so much more when he's a heel and he's just shitting on the fans saying to appreciate him. It's kind of like telling people to acknowledge you. So, well, that. did you see his promo where he said he's a sports entertainer? Oh, well, that, that was it. That's what I watched. Yeah, I, he's I, not a wrestler. He's, yeah, that was actually pretty good. It's funny. It's funny because yeah. they're making fun of WWE, but at the same time, like, that's who he is. And that's yeah, that's exactly like. who he is. It's like not even a lie. I didn't. Did you understand the whole the whole purple gimmick? Yeah. No. Okay. He had purple gloves on with a purple leather jacket and purple shoes. I just kind of visualizing him for Tony, explaining what was going on. I, I don't know why he's he was wearing all purple, Tony. That's really Riveting. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best I got for that riveting. Right. Um, on March 31st, uh, to let you know, Tobin, uh, I know you want to buy it on pay per view. Uh, GCW Planet Death from Dallas, Texas. Oh boy, that's a can't miss, huh? It's going to be on at 11:59 p.m. on Thursday, March 31st. So technically, it'll be Friday on WrestleMania weekend. It's in Dallas. On the Jesus Christ. Fair Park Arena. So everybody's getting their due and getting paid during WrestleMania weekend. Look out for the pizza cutters and light tubes. Yeah, if you as the, it, as the Evolution awesome. shirt used to say, paid, laid, and made. Yep. Except none yeah. of them are paid, laid, or made, so that works, <laughs> right? And uh, it's twelve ninety nine on uh, Fight TV. They should be paying me twelve ninety nine to even <laughs> talk about this shit. And our boy, uh, Brian Gage, isn't even on the damn card. So why do I care? Uh, X-Pac didn't make a... uh... X-Pick. 
Oh, and I guess I, I totally forgot the, the last thing. So um, we'll bring up this, and then we'll bring up a quick note on WrestleMania. I'll do a green segment. Green, green, green. Uh, Super Card of Honor, 15. Uh, it's happening in Garland, Texas at the Curtis Caldwell Center. Again, outside of Houston or Arlington. It's on April 1st. It's live on pay-per-view. I want to say it's 30 bucks, 30 or 40 bucks. Uh, we have uh, Corey's boy, Josh Woods, who is the pure champion, facing Wheeler Yuta, who got slapped in the mouth a couple weeks ago by uh, William Regal, which is pretty funny. Um, kicked, like, knocked the shit out of him. Almost broke his jaw. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel. Uh, Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. Uh, the Briscoes versus FTR, which I'm looking forward to. That's got to be the match of the night there. Yeah. It really does. I mean, that's the only one I would actually care about. And then you have uh, Jonathan Grisham, who is the interim champ, versus Bandito, who has been the champ for a while, but he got infected with COVID twice, so he couldn't defend the belt uh, both years of the of the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. It was um, Final Battle, sorry. Uh, both, uh, both pay-per-views of Final Battle, he couldn't uh, defend the title. But now, finally, Bandito is good to go. Him and Grisham for the undisputed Ring of Honor World Championship. So that should be another another thing to add to the plate on WrestleMania weekend. Now is Khan doing this whole thing? I guess already. So Khan's funding it, but for what yeah. I understand, he is in charge of creative right now as well. God. So I can see. I mean, I I'm looking forward to seeing if he's going to put an AEW twist on it or have any guys come down. And interfere in these matches, kind of have the invasion type angle, which he could do. I think it'd be if it, if it's done well, it could be pretty cool. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens because a lot of those Ring of Honor guys are in Impact now, like PCO and all them. They've signed with Impact, so they're not affiliated with this now at all. So it's I'm curious to see how they really do this. Yeah, yeah. Supercard of Honor is on Fight TV. It's thirty bucks on April first at eight o'clock. So um, April first at eight—that is the time of SmackDown. No offense to Supercard of Honor, but I kind of want to watch. You gotta see the Dead Man. I gotta see the Dead Man. Sorry, guys. Uh, Did you read? Because you brought up SmackDown and and I brought up the Undertaker. Did you see the interview where the Undertaker is worried about getting emotional during his Hall of Fame speech? No, I didn't. Or he doesn't. Not. He he doesn't want to break. He he's the kind of guy that doesn't want to break character. Because he's a true <laughs> professional, Tony. That's why he's not oh, a big fucking pussy oh. like these idiots today that can't even make it on social media without crying about something stupid. Yeah, but I mean, it's calm down, thing. calm down, Tobin. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that it was. I know a bad you're thing. not. I know. I know you're not shitting on the Undertaker here. I wasn't saying breaking character, but I mean in that. Uh, be 24 human reigns like Rick's character all the time not an actual dead man not sure what character he's breaking I I, I want to see him break character just I want to see the Undertaker get emotional just because he's had a great career (laughs) by the way continue (laughs) to be honest with you he's awesome but I think Corey can even agree with me he's been pumped Oh, he hasn't had a perfect run, but he's made the best of what he's had. I mean, Christ, he's supposed to play an undead fucking 
gravedigger essentially, so he's doing pretty well. Yeah, but I mean, he's been booked awful. That's my point. Like, At times, hasn't... absolutely, absolutely. What you mean, like you mean, like his feud with Maven? Yeah, or King Kong <laughs> Bundy, Giant Gonzalez, Mark Henry. What was which was was that nineteen where he had that tag partner that didn't show up and then showed up? Nathan, Nathan Jones. Yes, Nathan thank Jones. you. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck is this guy? So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't care about him crying. I mean, but if he does, that's yeah, that's the Undertaker. That's Mark Calloway for you. More, more power to him. But if he doesn't cry, then he's he's more of a man than all of us combined. Uh, because I know Corey's gonna cry like a baby, so don't cry out. But yeah, so um, we're still talking about uh, our next uh, re- retrospective. I I honestly don't want to do a watch along. I want to do a watch along again. I love doing the WrestleMania 2000, three and a half hours. I listened to it a little bit the other day, and it's just fun to listen to it bullshit because that's how we started this podcast. We'll say for this current run of retrospectives, which we've been doing, all four of us sit around our first, and then we could do our first uh, watch along we did together, which was WrestleMania, what, 36? Because of the pandemic and all that stuff yeah. when it was in the. Uh... So we could do night one, maybe. I'm surprised you even said you even want to watch that again, though. <laughs> you want to watch Kevin Owens fly off the WrestleMania sign inside the performance center? <laughs> My God, he's dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, that would that would that would be the conclusion to this particular run of retrospectives, and then we can decide what our next retrospective series will be. Absolutely. All right. So next re- next retrospective i'm gonna end the night with a botch um <laughs> we are yeah we're going to do uh, wrestlemania 36 from a couple years ago the the pandemic laden wrestlemania where it was inside the performance center um very unique and that's when we started these watch alongs i told myself that it wasn't gonna work and just like wrestlemania i put all my money on the line and it worked out so um, that's why we have this podcast for all of you uh, listeners out there uh, that listen to it. So we appreciate you. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at 33 and a third pod and at Instagram at 33 and a third podcast. Um, don't forget about our bracket show. We got to do the other half of the bracket and then crown. What is the best WrestleMania of all time? That. I look forward to that getting out there on the podcast waves. And enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Not sure if we're going to get a show in before the uh, before the big weekend, but we're definitely going to do some watch alongs and uh, do a WrestleMania review at least. Now, Shane, I did want to send a shout out uh, with Tony and I going to WrestleMania or yeah, WrestleMania Raw on Monday. Um, I'm going to be going with a big fan of the show, uh, my man Andy. He's coming with me, and also another. Uh, co-worker uh eric uh he will be there as well in attendance he, he has better seats than we do but uh he'll be there as well so shout out to the boys at work and uh, thanks for listening to the show well as i always uh promote if you guys want to do some uh some live uh check-ins and i will edit them that'd be great um 
going to give me some excuse like you always do. That's fine, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, man. Sorry. All right. Talk to you next time right here on the 33 to 30% podcast.